Hello, welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons, bravely, boldly, and valiantly staring down the process of their entertainment and cultural irrelevance. I am your co-host. My name is Noah Tarno. I am founder and senior quizmaster of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular now waist deep in the world of virtual streaming trivia events for corporate and private events nationwide. I never miss an opportunity to plug my business. And co-hosting with me, my friend, my compatriot on the other side of the world, but here with me now. My name is Bill Scurry and I am waist deep in absolutely nothing but uh, liquor and carbohydrates, my friend. Now, you said you went to the liquor store yesterday for the first time since... Have the liquor stores in Amsterdam been open this whole time, or is this like some victory they just reopened? No, they... There was the... As soon as the coffee shops closed, and people made a big deal out of that, uh, they opened, I think, three days later, just to counter service. Essentially, everything right now is counter service. Wherever you... I mean, you can't go to the Gap, for instance. That, right. that kind of place isn't open. <laughs> but a lot of the sm- a lot of local shops, they have a sign out front like a little chalkboard that says uh, Tve Alain Tve Klanten, which means, you know, only two clients at a time, two customers. Right. Sa- same thing at coffee shops out here, except not in Dutch. Right. Yes. Which is which is odd in in the Bay Area of California. That is not in Dutch. That's what's odd. Yeah. So no, it's not an unusual thing. I just try to minimize my risk. The uh, liquor store is the, my equivalent to church uh, and cathedral and shul and and a masjid. So <laughs> that I, does not that does not sound good. Probably does doesn't. not make it does not make you sound like a winner. <laughs> It probably doesn't, but but uh, you know no. th- this is all background, Noah, because we're, we're talking about the disaster that we live in, and I think it, it yeah, has something to yeah. do with the topic this week. As our regular listeners know, you know we tried to keep our eye on the ball since this started. Uh, we've really tried to find topics that were relevant to this. The theme of the show is every episode we pick one thing that is hot, and we take a look at it and try to make sense of it and talk about whether it's destroying humanity. And this week, at the suggestion of our good good friend Alice Swenson of St. Paul, Minnesota, who, by the way, is a doctor and last night said to me, we should all be taking our temperature regularly. So I took my temperature last night because I was feeling very run down. Not a sore throat, not a cough. And guess what I came in as? Well, I'm going to say 97.5. 95.5. Oh, man, you are a walking cadaver, so, my friend. I am Victor Freeze. You may not want to hear this, but I am taking my temperature right now as we speak, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, I get it. As many of you know, I am, uh, I am, I am, well, I am mainly sheltering in place with my sister and her kids. And last night when I uh, stuck the thermometer in my mouth, my nephew Jack, who's 16 years old, went, Unky, don't do that. It's anal. <laughs> Just being a smart ass, no pun intended. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, I'm getting off topic. So Alice Swenson suggested this. Um, she turned us on to a Facebook group called COVID Hair and basically told us about a lot of people are doing interesting things regarding their hair in this situation because they can't go to the stylist. They can't get close to a stylist. And uh, if you look at this Facebook page, a lot of people, it's a difference between, hey, look how awful my hair looks because I haven't been to the stylist in a month and a half. Or I tried cutting my hair, look what happens. Or, hey, no one cares. I'm not going to school. I'm not going to work. Every Everything's crazy. So this is my opportunity to shave my head, to do all sorts of things that I never thought were appropriate before, to experiment with my hair. Uh, I wasn't finding a lot of articles about the weird things people were doing with their hair. 
but I was finding a good number of articles about how people are cutting their own hair or trying to cut their own hair. And some people being, you know, successful, some people screwing up, but I stumbled across this website, youneedahaircut.com. Mm-hmm. Where for $18, they will hook you up on a video chat with a professional stylist. And that stylist will walk you or your roommate or partner, whoever you're sheltering in place with. They will walk you through how to do a decent job of cutting your own hair. If we got the tools around here, I'm kind of thinking about paying that and asking my sister to cut my hair. Yeah, yeah, go for it, man. You know, I, I, I'm I, not the most vain person in the world, but I am looking a little shaggy and I am, I am losing my hair a lot. So I, I try to be vigilant so it doesn't look really bad. In all this, I am still, you know, I still need to look somewhat presentable because I am still hosting professional events on video and I'm able to, you know, comb my hair back enough that I think it looks fine, but I can't look like a pile of garbage. My business relies on me looking presentable. So I actually think $18, if this works, might be worth it, but I don't know if it works. You know, our topic is really coronavirus hair. Uh, my sister keeps complaining to me, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm looking shaggy. She's like, look at this. You know, her roots are gray again. And she's horrified by this. Like, I don't even notice. No. Like, I don't, I look at these people, oh, look how bad my hair looks in this Facebook group. And half of them, I'm like, yeah, they look normal. I don't notice hair stuff. So this episode might be a little more freeform than normal. But Bill, you know, what's on your mind on this topic? What do you think is salient? It's a communal thing. Um, yeah, there isn't like a necessary spine through the whole thing. It's not like a, a, there's not a Bible or, or something you can buy or something you can play at home or a set of rules. It is just a phenomenon. You know, no one created it. It is really just what everyone brings to it in whatever form. Now, here's the thing. I think everybody, with the exception of, um, I don't know, Charlie Brown or Professor X, everyone's got hair. They got to deal with it somehow. Those are the only bald people on earth. That, that I thought of. And they're not even real. They're just cartoon characters. They're comic book characters. But uh, everybody has to do some sort of um, maintenance. There is some sort of grooming everybody follows to some degree. Even if you don't put a lot of attention to your hair, I'm sure that you probably go to a barber to get it touched up every couple of weeks. Oh, absolutely. And, and, I, and, I, yeah. and a few years ago, I said no more $20 piece of crap haircut. Now $50 yes. place that serves you, you know, I mean, that's, a beer while you're waiting. It's a consequence haircut, of you know? being in San Francisco and me being in Amsterdam. And yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, for, I like that kind of thing, that, that clubby atmosphere. Um, I mean, we're not talking about that, but yes, I, I, that's what I've been doing too. And those of us who live in cities, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners are either nearby or, or in, uh, that's kind of the culture, the gentrified culture. It's the, the barbershop that's become more high-end, like a you know an English club on Savile Row or, or something like that. Seeing how people have turned this into a fun thing in amidst you know privation and quarantine and deprivation and stress, more in particular. You know, you can be like me, where it's just you know me and my wife in a big house with plenty of room. We can you know live here and separate from each other by a, a whole floor in our apartment in Amsterdam, and you know we get a, you know privacy it's not like we're living up each other's personal space uh, other people i know have to deal with working from home and then having kids on top of that and then being yeah. in a small place and then on you know then on top of that the actual very the likelihood that they've lost jobs or are in between jobs or are wondering what's going to happen to their work that's all in the mix for this those are the ingredients in this in this stew right now so Watching people, especially on this Facebook group, because that's the first place I went to has been uh, for two weeks. I've been 
observing what COVID hair, the Facebook group, it's fun. I mean, people are taking something that they would think of as being maybe a little embarrassing. If you saw somebody over time didn't shave their beard or just wore the same thing without washing it, you'd say, man, you know, that, that person's standards have lapsed. Yeah. We're all being... Uh, forced to be in that role of somebody who's housebound and like then so then what is your grooming situation if you're housebound of course people tell you maintain some normalcy wake up at a regular time take a shower put on different clothes treat is treat it treat the day as if there is some variety in it that you're trying to you know maintain something even though nobody's watching and the covid hair is a little bit like pee behind the door if somebody's saying my hair is shitty especially you know it's women like guys i'm not saying guys aren't vain uh, i mean i'm vain i'm like but i'm like you i have as much hair as you do it's 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 thin in the back yeah. it's fucking not even in the back it's thin on top it's 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 a fucking wreck and my head is a big gigantic bowling ball and my scalp is stupid and dumb and there's low follicular density and but i still care about it just like you you know I, I still give a fuck watching a woman wrestle with you know the hair being unkempt and or like your sister the roots showing which is this modern uh, you know american I, I can't believe how upset she is about this. i understand i would never notice that in a thousand years i mean i get it i, I mean my my you know my wife doesn't she doesn't dye her hair or anything like that, but people get manis and petties and then they get their roots done. Yeah. Personally, I mean, maybe it's more worthwhile saying that, uh, like I said, my head is big and dumb and stupid. It's a giant bowling ball. It's a coconut. It's not a bowling. It's not. Re- your head is more of a rectangular shape. It's an oblong. Okay. It's a big, dumb yeah, bowling rectangle. ball is the wrong metaphor. I believe. It's a cuboidal. It's a cuboidal surface. Exactly. Cuboidal. So surface. the thing is, is that my hair is very easy to cut. I do like you. I pay for a 50, you know, 50 euro haircut because I, that's the experience I want. But really, it, it is a very simple thing. It's mostly a clipper job with some scissors on top. The whole fucking thing is done in like 25 minutes. So I had my wife do it here in the tub, and she'd never picked up a clipper before. Really? You did? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you didn't tell me that. Okay. I mean, she watched a couple of YouTube videos and saw, okay, you know, we, we have the buzzer, the electric clipper. It's like, I trust whatever you do. And honestly, no one's looking at me. Also, no one looks at my head anyway. My head is a big, stupid, dumb, oblong rectangle. No one cares. And so I'm like, just go for it. Rip it. Whatever you do is fine. And she's like, I don't know. I feel really bad. I'm like, it honestly doesn't matter. Like, you're experimenting. I'm experimenting. And whatever the results are, it's just, I want a shorter. And she actually did a great job. And it could be because my head, my head is so dumb and simple and stupid that she she did it correctly. I mean, and she nailed it on the first try. It took, right. took her 25 right. minutes. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, whiz-bang done. It took less than a half hour. She cleaned it up. And, you know, I've done 10,000 Zooms since then. No no one was looking at my big cuboidal no. head anyway. No one cared. Uh, but I think it's it's a, just, it's a testament that it looks like normal life. Honestly, this is cl- whatever yeah. I have in my head right now looks exactly like what I had in my head eight weeks ago. So much of what I read, and I'm sure some of it is defensiveness on the part of hairstylists, and I can't blame them because hairstyling takes expertise and those people work hard. But they're like, don't even think about doing it yourself. You will get bad results. You need to talk to them. <laughs> You'll get a staph infection. Again, I wouldn't say that cutting hair, anyone could do it. I don't believe that. But especially for simple hair like yours and probably mine. And by the way, your hair is better than mine. You you have, it might be thin, but you have coverage all over your head. You don't have the fucking ridiculous bald spot like me. Oh, no, I have that. I'd I much, have that. You just don't I, look at no, it. No, not like me. I'd much rather have your hair than my hair, man. I don't know. My hair sucks. I'd rather have your beard. You can at least grow a beard. I can't do that. But the problem with my hair is it gets puffy. So I got the bald spot, but everywhere else it's puffy. Right, right. When I was a kid and I tried to grow a ponytail, I wouldn't grow a ponytail. It grew up and not down. Yeah. Right. It was just ridiculous. It's <laughs> my hair sucks. 
sucks. <laughs> it was never good, and now it's even worse. <laughs> so I just, like, comb it back, and I can fake it on Zoom, and that's all that matters. Yeah, so they're defensive. They're like, don't try to do it yourself. And, and look, disasters happen, right? I mean, I would never touch my own hair. And when my roommate offered to do it, I was like, eh, no. But, you know, maybe if I had the $18 guidance, I might consider it, you know? I remember before this, anytime someone would say, oh, I'm thinking about dyeing my hair, I'm thinking about cutting my hair, I'm thinking about doing something crazy with my hair, my attitude was always do it because hair will grow back, Yes. right? Yeah. Like, I am notoriously very bad at making big decisions because I am always so scared of making the wrong decision. But hair, I've never been that way. It's, it's not because, a fucking tattoo, that's why. Right, it's so easy to remedy. If it looks like crap in the meantime, you can, you know, wear a hat or, I don't know. I mean, although I'll tell a funny story. Not really a funny story, a sad story. I was 15 years old, I moved from New Jersey, where I was born, to Montreal, Canada. So a lot of upheaval in my life. I started 10th grade, I had been in a big, diverse public school in suburban New Jersey, and suddenly I was in an all-boys private school in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. The week school started, I finally hit my growth spurt. And to prepare for this new school, my parents said, hey, we'll pay to get you a good haircut. So they took me to this good stylist and the guy completely fucked up. And I started this new school where everyone's like, who the fuck is this little twerp with acne and all that with what looked like I was trying to be a tough guy, like a, like a little buzz cut almost thing. It looked so bad. There's a photo of me somewhere. I can't explain to you how bad it looked. And, you know, I was nervous anyway, but this just completely like punched me in the gut. So for years, I was like, never pay, you know, with hair like mine, I'm never paying too much money for a haircut. It's counterproductive. The piece of crap, you know, for years, I paid $10 plus tip, right? And then I moved up to $20 plus tip. And now I'm $50 plus tip. For years, I was like, it's stupid. Like paying for a lot of money to cut my hair is a waste of money. It might even be counterproductive. Um, so I don't know why I went on that tangent, just because I thought it was an interesting story. But... <laughs> You know, hair, like do what you want. It'll grow back. My first piece of advice is do not try to wash your hair right now if you don't have to. And the reason I say that because it's not it's not gonna hurt you right now to to stretch it a little longer. No, let me ask you something. Why is the topic of covert hair popular or at least why is it on our minds at the moment? I think for very obvious reasons, but one point I wanna make is um you know, we are, and before this, we were living in a very visual culture, you know, everyone being their own PR agent and, and uh, you know, everyone taking dozens of photographs every day and image being so important and living via Instagram and other social media. In some respects, your physical appearance is more important now in American society than ever before. Not just if you're a Hollywood star or a rock star for everyone and the performative aspect of modern life, which we talked about in, in many of our topics. That has been accentuated even more now that we are living this video world. So, I mean, I guess this cuts against the idea of no one cares what you look like, but still what you look like is, you know, a lot of potential and an important tool right now. Playing with your hair is a very important way to express yourself. We really feel that the need to express ourselves visually is both 
not only how you present yourself, but also a way to express our creativity. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah, we are more visual now than ever in many ways. So I guess you could go two directions. You go, no one cares. It doesn't matter anymore. I'm cutting against that. Or you can say like, you know, my hair is of primal importance right now because all the world knows of me is my face in a box on a screen. Yeah, I mean, it's part of the leisure class, like, or, or at least a facet of being part of the leisure class, as it were, where you do get to express art through how you dress, through how you groom yourself, through what you eat even. I mean, as much as I think it's preposterous that food is commoditized that way. But, you know, here we are. We're, we are living in that world. Yeah, I think you make some good points. The words social media don't really mean that anymore. I don't know what the fuck it means. But in a way, this kind of sets it back to what that literally means social media. It's not just what we're doing. I mean, this conversation we're having about what we're doing behind closed doors, but I think the sharing aspect of it. First of all, we, we don't have much to do right now. We're, I think we're looking for a little curlicues to uh, add spice to our lives, to share things with other people, to project. Um, everybody wants to, you know, put something up on Instagram or, or on Twitter that is that is either knocks you out with a laugh line or it's a picture of something you've never seen before. And this is playing almost like the home game of something communal. I'm not inclined to do that. I don't put pictures of myself up. Uh, that's not how I play Twitter. I don't really do Instagram that way. I like, you know, I put movie reviews and verbal things and, you know, little little rejoinders and stuff like that. But I enjoy seeing other people. It is supposed to be hum- hum- humiliating. I was going to say humbling. It's supposed to be humbling that people are announcing, I have bad hair hair and this is how bad it looks something that you would hide like your sister and say i don't want people to look at me if i I have these roots out and to see people being brazen about it and saying a guy saying yeah this is shitty i got you know wings on the side and it looks like a mullet in the back and a woman you know having this big thatch of hair that's out of control and yeah it's it's gray and it's filled with streaks it's it's the home game but it's also a way to say everybody's suffering for this one little bit of of uh, first world privation it's it's a method of self-expression in a time when those methods are more limited than they usually are based on what you were saying in terms of it being so important of putting out that manicured instagram influencer image of of you know making sure you take a picture of the correct side of your face you know the, the, right. the women and men giving you the idea that my life is more glamorous and i'm just one of those attractive people all the time and, you know, that that's why people send them clothes or yogurt or protein powder to, to hawk on Instagram. This is the antidote to that. This is the opposite of saying, I look camera ready and I just woke up this gorgeous. And it's like, no, you look like shit. You know, you've been trapped inside for two weeks and your, your kids are annoying you and you, you're trying to work, you know, and your cat is sitting on your laptop. There's no way you look like that. You look like a regular yeah. fucking human being right now. And yeah. that's, that's the humbling part. That's what we like to see. But not in a bad way. It's not, it's not ripping somebody down. I think it's called a show. saying, yeah, we're all going through this at the same time, and it's fucking yeah. harmless, so let's just enjoy it for Christ's yeah. sake. There are silver linings to this, and that's important to hold on to those and cherish those. I mean, this is going to sound sappy, but like I take a lot of inspiration from what people are doing, creative ways people are getting together and entertaining each other. And, you know, I've talked to college friends who I haven't talked to in years in the last few weeks. This is a kind of creativity, both a creativity and a you know loosening of normal societal restrictions that is kind of inspiring in a way. Okay, so now the main focus is to, we're going to start buffing out this line. You're going to make a scooping motion that goes like this but you're using the longest guard so it's still going to be there we're kind of working on this hair here at the top that we kind of created you know our usual question at this point is would you have liked this if you were a kid and this were big so i guess our version of this question here is if coronavirus had hit when you and your were in your 20s 
would you have, and maybe had more hair, would you have considered doing something radical with your hair or would you feel differently about your inability to get a haircut? I was, I think, way too serious as a younger person, especially as a kid. As a kid, I was way too serious. And in my 20s, I think I was pretty serious about this sort of thing too. Even though I didn't do a goddamn thing to my hair, I still thought of it as it's still part of my armor. And, um, you know, I mean, the hair isn't, like you said, yes, the hair will grow back. You can do something shitty to it. If it bleached blonde or if I buzzed it off the side, no matter what happens, it's all transient. But I wouldn't have been able to take it that way. It would have been just way too serious because it's part of my, my armor. I think it was part of it being too vain, being too insecure. You know, the element of what I was saying before that people are kind of showing their ass a little bit. They're saying, here's my vulnerability. I'm putting it on social media. A lot of, no, I, I can go from nobody seeing this to maybe a couple of hundred to, to a few thousand people seeing it. You know, and it's it's nice that people can get over themselves a little bit and say, oh, it's harmless. You know, and, and these are mostly middle-aged people doing it. It's not really kids to some degree that I've seen. Not, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just, I'm seeing older people who are probably over the, van, the vanity hump. And like I said, I had nothing on the line and it still felt like it was too threatening. Yeah, I don't know if I would have felt much different about it. I mean, I don't feel much about it now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's more likely I would have dyed my hair out of boredom or out of all the rules are off. Now's the time to be crazy. And you were you were punk rock, man. Um, no, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I would have. Oh, my God. I can't imagine the apartment I was living in through most of my 20s. If I were there now, I'd be losing my freaking mind. If you are quarantined at home and you don't want to have to make a grocery store run or whatever, you can find... Um, some tools that you might have around the house to do something like this. Uh, those facial hair trimmers, those little electric ones, I have one of those at home. You could do the same thing with one of those. Noah, is this a sign of the apocalypse? None of the things we're talking about are the sign of the apocalypse because, I mean, <laughs> I guess it's a sign of the apocalypse if this goes on long enough that complete, you know, self-maintenance falls apart. And this goes on so long that by the time it's over, quote unquote over, no one ever feels the need to get their hair cut ever again. Grooming is a thing of the past. Grooming is something people did in medieval times from our perspective, you know? And new societies, just no one ever bathes and no one ever changes their clothes and we all stumble around like zombies, which is a lot of what it's like in the Bay Area anyway. Um, but <laughs> if we're six months out and this thing is only accentuated, maybe, but nah, creativity, like I said, these are the these are the silver linings. These are the glimmers of hope. These are the positive things that come out of tragedy. It sucks that hairstylists can't get work, but that's affecting um, every, almost every industry. It would be sad if, if hairstylist is something that like only fancy schmancy people need. The average person comes out of this thinking, I never need to pay a, a, a barber or a, a stylist again. One of my notes here I had about this, I mean, maybe this is tangent to the apocalypse question, but I was thinking about if you went to like the year 1903, that's before the leisure class, if we're going to put it in those terms. Um, I assume that people mostly read the Bible, went to very simple schooling until a certain age, did not have a lot of news, and they tailored themselves at home. Whatever they did, it was done in the kitchen, and it was done strictly out of functionality. You know, shaving with a straight razor, cutting your right. hair was done in the kitchen. You know, I'm sure people in the cities had access to a barber in some ways, but not not probably not everybody. What happened in World War II? How were people grooming themselves in World War II? They weren't housebound, but there was definitely privation in the, in the right. Depression and then World War II. That's not 
part of the apocalypse, but in a way it's like with dealing with something that was a gigantic oppression on society. Now, it, I guess it makes it seem like it's a little, you know, the, the hair thing seems like, oh, this is the least of our problems right now, which is why they can play games with it or, or at least talk about it. Exactly, exactly. Um, Keeping a perspective on what matters, notwithstanding my sister freaking out about her gray root. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this is just a quotient of a, I mean, it's the quotient of the ongoing disaster, the crisis that we're in. Certainly not in and of itself uh, anything apocalyptic. That's funny because it does go back to that, does, does Lana Del Rey win the Mark Twain Prize uh, like if something becomes a, if something lasts long enough something horrible lasts long enough and gets big enough and sort of becomes part of a pillar of society then th- that's when it is apocalyptic and I guess even people if, if you were to retrench the idea of this kind of grooming if it did return to the house and that there weren't such things as dry bars and you know high end stylists that's still not the worst thing that could happen to society but I don't I don't see that happening anyway I'm militant with my haircut and there are no prospects on the horizon for me getting a haircut by any professionals anytime soon. Our usual question here, but I don't know. Uh, is there any element of any of this that makes you jealous? No, I, I guess I got jealous of you thinking about dyeing your hair because, I mean, not that I, <laughs> not that I want to bleach my hair blonde when I was 27. But, I mean, I like the idea of you doing it and the sort of fuck it freedom of saying I'm going to do it. I think you could probably pull it off more than I can because I, I look like a... A narc. I look like a banker anyway, and I don't, I don't think you do. You could pass more for punk rock. But no, generally, I, I don't feel jealous about it. Whatever this game is right now, I mean, first of all, we're all stuck playing it. This is my own dumb, stupid, cuboidal head with its dumb, bald, patchy what, what, what? scalp. You are so down on your the physical <laughs> attributes of your head. This is like the eighth time it's you've a, listed a series of... What what happened to you? It's a, it's a massive cube. Did you say this when you were younger? Would you mock the, the physical attributes of your own head no you, is this like i think your that, parents said bill you have an awful head and it, it got in it, i think it's it claws into your soul i think my head got larger it sort of became more prominently cuboidal and 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 the older i got i think the more i look like one of those gray aliens from close encounters is the problem it's my skull is expanding on the top so you know i'm gonna look like uh, what is it hector hammond soon at, at the rate that this thing is going but uh no one gets that joke except for you, Noah. Uh, hey, no, he was in the Green Lantern movie, man. Like Peter I said, Sarsgaard. no one gets Peter that Sarsgaard. joke. <laughs> that movie sucked. <laughs> so would you be jealous of this? Or I'm assuming it doesn't apply to either of us. I don't think I'm really jealous that I can't do something wacky with my hair now. I don't really feel that. Opposite of jealous, man, I'm proud that... Um, imagine if I were a stylist and I looked at youneedahaircut.com like damn why didn't i think of that you know i thought there's no way i could do my business and these people found a way and again i'm taking every opportunity to plug myself because damn it this is america baby you know i'm very proud of myself that i quickly found a way to retool my business for virtual space and uh so it's the opposite of jealousy i'm i'm proud of myself that like youneedahaircut.com i found a way to adapt and what feels like i adapted i'm adapting at least in the moment successfully so no i'm, I'm not jealous and no on the felonian scale as we like to uh, wrap this show up with Jimmy Fallon being the zero base uh, and everything else good in the episodes that we've uh, covered up to this point. Everything else good. Ryan's world is great. It's great, exactly. Um, so where would you say this falls on the Felonian scale? I don't know. I mean, creativity with your hair has got to be in the top. It's your fucking hair. It's your body. Sure. It's self-expression. It's the greatest thing in the world. The greatest thing in the so, world. So being creative with your hair is like in- infinity, right? Yes. Um. The fact that hairstylists can't get work is pretty damn low. Uh, You know, this is such a weird topic, amorphous topic all over the place. So let's split the difference and say this is precisely in the middle. 
you know, precisely equidistance between Jimmy Fallon and Key and Peele. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, All right. I was inclined. I did a little uh, a little math on my own. Uh, oh yeah, brain. Yeah, I, I thought of it. Yes, yeah, because it's it's middle middle bit towards the top because it's benign, but it's still good, but it's kind of useless, but it's also unformed because it's an ad hoc cultural trend, and so I gave it. Um, I, I deducted two thirds of the cumulative value of American Vandal, which was <laughs> okay. great. Which was great. Which is one of one of our very top. Things. Yeah. So I'd yes. say whatever the whatever the goodness, the 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 one third quadrant was well, not a quadrant, the one third percentage remaining from American uh, Vandal, I'd say is this. So that would put it somewhere in the middle. Uh, but I believe that uh, takes us to the end of another episode. Noah, this is our yeah. 129th at that, no less. I, you know, I figured I figured we were somewhere in the 130 range. Some, somehow, they keep letting us do this, and we just keep doing it. They, so. they. So if you would like to find one of the 128 episodes that preceded this one and the various topics we've covered, you will want to... Look on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us, at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us at noahandbilldon'tgetit at gmail.com. Uh, don't worry about the review right now. Everyone just, I like, <laughs> no, it's a podcast. You know what? I hear this at the end. People are not courting reviews. They're just trying to just keep this being a listener thing. There's no, there's no hard sell. It's enough that you listen to this right now. Don't worry Speak about it. Speak for yourself, anything. man. I know, right? So I'm on Twitter, at William Scurry, doing stupid things with my big cuboidal head. My video content is on YouTube, youtube.com slash amcaesar. Noah will continue the plugging process right now. Oh, so as I said, I'm all about the big quiz thing, bigquizthing.com. Right now, we double, tripled, quadrupled down on virtual team building trivia events. We're having a lot of success with it and a lot of fun. Team building more important now than ever. So go to bigquizthing.com, learn all about it. Uh, we have 12 quiz masters all over the country. And as you can imagine... We have a flexible schedule, so let us know. We love entertaining you and are very fortunate that we get to entertain you. Even now, uh, we've done a series, series two, public uh, virtual trade events that have been so much fun, and we're planning more of those. Uh, we are now talking with a very exciting charitable partner to raise money for for a very exciting themed trivia event, and I hope to announce that soon, so keep up with us on um Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Big Quiz Thing to learn all about it. And yes, thanks to Mr. Scurry here. I now have a second podcast, The Big Quiz Thing's Daily Trivia Dosage. Every weekday, I ask you three fantastic trivia questions from the BQT's Trivia Vault. Subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Those are the only places we are as of now, uh, but we're trying to get them in other places. But uh, yeah, and uh, don't listen to Bill. Give me a damn review, buddy. I want that. <laughs> You know what I'm going to do? I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm, I'm very busy during this, but the next time I really need to decompress with just some stupid fun project, I'm going to go through all 129 of our topics, and I'm going to give, in my opinion, the definitive ranking. That, that's the, that, right? is, that is the kind of thing that you do. You're a ranker, right? so that would make sense. Yeah, that's right, exactly. That's very, very exactly. on topic for you. As, as, as people who know me very well know, and this is not an exaggeration, I have an official ranking of my 320-something favorite musical artists of all time scientifically ranked scientific all the way from one to 300 i believe 320 something it's, un, it's unimpeachable it's it's un it's unimpeachable it's, unimpe it's my damn opinion motherfucker almost and it's almost your damn, damn hair so until next time when this podcast i don't get it puts out officially branded and licensed woolly willy uh magnet filings uh hair play sets 
We don't get it. <laughs> A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2020.